welcome back to episode 12 of the Youth of the Nation podcast. This is a lone episode where I'm going to talk about voting. I'll also be talking about some sports, some more podcast information and where we're going. Woman in leadership, health, whether that be physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And also be sharing the leadership principle of rest. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Yo, and welcome back. Again, this is episode 12, a lone episode, but I think it's going to be a great episode. I've been having some topics that I wanted to share, so we're just going to get into it. My goal uh, is kind of with the podcast is I kind of have like this process and these segments, which are kind of going to be the same thing still. Uh, But what we're going to focus on is three topics that I just want to talk about. And it'll be sports, politics, whatever that I want to talk about. And then I'll have a little leadership principle where it's kind of, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed, uh, but it has changed just a little bit. So hope you enjoy that, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, so let's get into it. So last week, if you live in America, or if you even live outside of America, you heard about voting. Everyone needs to go out and vote, go out and vote, go out and vote. And I voted, and obviously I'm not going to lie, it is who I voted for, and I voted. And after the after the election, um, of course, you get like kind of backlash for things that were voted on. Um, things that were on our ballot were kind of were gun tr- gun control, uh, police being trained more. Um, there was this pollution bill, pollution tax that was on there. There was like a sugar tax kind of thing. Um, so, just a lot of stuff to vote on. Now, of course, we voted for like district representatives and senators and all this kind of stuff. But I, it was. It was crazy to me because I felt like my vote actually mattered. Um, Because if you don't know, the president, it's kind of, you know, it is this electoral college thing. So even though they say your vote matters, I feel like my vote's more of like, hey, this is who I want. But that's not what happens, right? Because obviously, you know how I feel. So it, it was just tough for me last election in 2016. Uh, and I didn't vote in 2017. Um, Not because I didn't want to, but because I just forgot to. Uh, Life was crazy. Life was busy. So I forgot to. But what I noticed is that I I felt more emotional about everything that was on the ballot today. Um, If you don't know, there was a couple mass shootings last week. Like, not just one, but a couple. Uh, The statistic is that um, on that day, which was like the 312th day, there had been 307 mass shootings. To me, that is crazy. Like, there's only 365 days in the year. It shouldn't catch up to the amount of days or be close to the amount of days. Like, so, like, the stuff about gun control, I know is emotional for people because, like, yo, they're taking my guns away. And I'm not really here to get into that. Uh, That's, you know, that's you, whatever you think. But, like, yo, you're taking my guns away. But to be honest, like, it was a big election. And voting is crucial. But I do want to talk about, you know, as Christians, what do we do? As believers, as young believers, because I'm a young voter. So people think I'm dumb and I'm uneducated in what I'm talking about. But I read that stuff. 
and I tried to make sure as 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 well as I could. I even voted different on some things that I thought I'd be like, no, I'm gonna be with this or against this, and I and I voted different on those things. Um, but in voting as a believer, I believe we have to put as humans, we have to put this party system aside. Like I understand that it it, it helped controls kind of like who's in power and cool. But when we're voting, we gotta vote for what's right. I I was on a post um, on Instagram, and they said that Jesus Jesus was a conservative. Uh, he was a conservative. He he would have been a Republican. And I stopped you right there. Jesus had some conservative values, yeah, but he also had some liberal values. He had some radical values. He didn't go to any side. What his side was, it was his side was for people. And I believe that's what our side should be when we go and walk into these places and walk into these spaces. Our our side can't be just for um, the person that has the most conservative values of us. Because if they roll with our values, but then I find out that they don't stand for something I stand for, well, I voted them in. And now we're in trouble. And that's what I find is that we're voting people in. Um, it doesn't matter who, but we're voting people in solely based on what color they represent, blue or red. That's that's gang stuff, right? That's creeping blood stuff. But <laughs> I I struggle with that because when people are like, yo, Nate, like you need to go out and vote, I'm like, but like when you telling me to go out to vote, you've already voted in your mind and you haven't even read the ballot. People are saying, you know, I don't even read it. And not same on the Democratic side. I do not know who I'm voting for. I do not know what they stand for. I do not know. But we don't know. So I just I just think in voting and I think in life and I definitely think in our political sphere in our world that causes so much division today, why would we choose another thing to divide us such as the Democrat or Republican? Uh, there's a thing that is on um on a uh, on Facebook. It'll tell you like what political party it thinks you're a part of. And mine straight up said like liberal concert or something like something crazy, right? And I was like, all right, but like it's because I have values that kind of fall in both lines. Like you know, like I've said this before, but caring for people can't just be a liberal thing. It can't be. It it truly can't be. And there are some conservative values that I believe that are good. But if we can like mend them together in some type of way and make them come together, that's when I truly believe that this world will come together and that our lives will come together and that our faith will come together, that we will come together as one. And and I hope that makes sense because the division that we see today is solely because of people choosing sides. And think about how the world is is garnered, though. It's true sides, true sides, true sides. You know, Jesus did the same thing. John did the same thing. He said, yo, you are either on the side, <laughs> right? I'm learning about this in class today. John made sides all the time, right? He'd be like, yo, you're either in the, you're either children of light or children of darkness, right? Like, we, so we get evil, like we fight against evil always. But why can't that just be everyone's value? That we are going to fight against evil. Because I can stand, I can jump on that with anybody, with anyone. Yo, if someone came up to me and was like, Nate, we are going to fight against evil. I'd say, okay, sounds good. I'm for that. I'm with that. I'm cool with that. I can roll with that. Like this whole idea that 
fighting against evil um, or, 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 or choosing a party and fighting against each other is actually going to help us is insane to me. So in voting, if this, uh, this came out after voting, but if you voted, thank you. And I really hope that you chose not to vote solely on the color, but you chose to base like on the character. Um, Stan Lee uh, also passed away. And I'm going to talk about it in a minute. But Stanley passed away. And he had this thing. Uh, it's kind of Stanley on his soapbox. He said, stand on a soapbox. And what he says is that we have to continue. We have to get to this place where we judge people based on merit and not on the you know color of their skin or their, their, their social party or their class or whether they're whatever they are. We have to base people on merit. And I believe on that. Base people on what they do, who they are. Because there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if someone is a cheater and a liar, I don't mess with cheater and liars. Now, I'm going to pray for that cheater and liar, but I ain't going to hang out with this cheater and liar. So, homeboy can't be mad when we're, you know, when I'm mad at him because he's a cheater and liar. Fight against evil. It's okay to fight against evil, but we can't. We can't fight against each other. We cannot fight against each other. Not at all. And if we do, we're going to be in some big trouble, big trouble. So thank you for voting. And uh, let's not cause division between us. Sweet. I want to get into this topic of um, Eagles uh, and the Lakers. Um, The Lakers are looking up. The Eagles are depressing. Um, Just I don't even know what to do. there's, it's just not good. I just, it's just not good. Um, so if you're praying, I hope you are praying, but if you are not a believer on this, begin to pray that the Eagles can pull it out. I don't know what's going to happen. Carson Wentz is actually playing really great. Uh, it's the rest of these guys that don't know what they're doing and they're not playing great. So I hope we can get it together. But if not, I ain't mad. I ain't tripping. All right. So be praying for me, be praying for the Eagles, for the Lakers, all that kind of stuff. LeBron is playing great. He's getting better. Uh, I believe Tyson Chandler was some big, uh, you know, uh, post help, big post help for us, help rebounds. And so I'm really, he's not even scoring that many points. It's just he's helping rebound, which I think is great. And y'all, my evil plan. Remember, remember I said this on the podcast earlier this year. I said my evil plan, my evil plan is that the Golden State Warriors are going to fall apart. Oh, they're going to fall apart. And guess what happened? They're falling apart. They're falling apart as we speak. And I love it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, they're falling apart. And not falling and falling apart. But uh, Draymond Green and Katie got into a huge argument about who should have had the ball. And Draymond Green, I love you, bro. But you should not have the ball at the end of a season uh, or at the end of a game. I'm sorry, bro. That's going to be tough. But, um, yeah, you you shouldn't have the ball at the end of a game. You should give it to Katie, Stephen Curry, or Clay Thompson. But dash whatever. So that's uh that's some sports. Um, also, I want to talk about Le'Veon Bell. Um, people are like, man, Le'Veon Bell, go get your, you know, go play. You need to go play for your team. You need to be loyal to your team. Well, teams aren't loyal. Teams aren't loyal. Um, if you go look at the Seahawks, if you go check out the Seahawks right now, what safety isn't there? Earl Thomas. Why isn't he there? Because he got hurt. Now, that's whether he got paid or not. But he didn't get paid. So now he's hurt and he didn't get paid. I know he's mad. Le'Veon Bell said, no, I'm standing for that. Because I'm tired of players getting paid less than what they deserve 
right? That's what Le'Veon Bell said, right? Less than what they deserve, and they still have to go play. They shouldn't have to. And the people are like, they're making millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. But to them, that's just not how it works. That's just not how it works. And this whole idea of like loyalty, loyalty, lo- it's a business. It's a business. Every You can talk to every NFL owner and the whole entire, every owner of any sports team. They're going to say, if I can make more money for a less, uh, to get a lesser known player and he's doing okay, like James Conner, that's what I'm going to do. So why would the Steelers sign Le'Veon Bell or want him back when James Conner is eaten? You know what I mean? So it's like, there's no loyalty. There never will be. There never will be loyalty until we understand, until fans understand that there is no loyalty. There's not. The only loyalty that some teams have is like to Tom Brady. Like the Patriots have some loyalty, but Bill Belichick doesn't have loyalty to Tom Brady. He was gonna sell. He was gonna sell. He was gonna trade him. Nah, bro. We good. He's gonna sell to me the greatest quarterback of all time. Greatest quarterback of all time. He was going to just get rid of him. To me, like that's crazy, but that's what he was going to do. Why? Because, because it's a, it's a business. Is we got to win and we got to win now. There's no such thing as winning later in football, especially. You have 16 games to win. You could have a Super Bowl season, have a losing season. You're people are going to say you're on the hot seat. Like they're not saying that about Doug Peterson, but that's what's going to happen. So fans, sports fans, and even if you're not a sports fan, this is what you have to understand. It's what you have to understand. Is that it is a business. Oh, it's a business. If you don't think it's a business, you've you've, you've played yourself. You've definitely played yourself. You know, actually, I want to show you guys, I want to show, show you this clip. Uh, it's of this uh, little girl talking about fantasy football, and it is the best. Go ahead and check this out, uh, and then I'll come back to you guys. I had a date with Sawyer. He said we're going to do games. Uh, apparently he meant watch a game. Football, he didn't notice me the whole time. Hair and nails for nothing. Fantasy football. So basic. Boys, playing a draft. Make that playing in a wedding. It's so sad. Your team isn't real. If you win, you're still a loser. And then his team lost. Oh, his mood's so shook. Such a baby. Is he too? He's like Mila. It's this a guy thing. I said take that out and man up. This ship has sailed. So as you can see in that video, it is hilarious. This little girl is talking about fantasy football. Uh, and my favorite part of that video is take the L and man up. Um, <laughs> and if you still win, you're a loser. Now, I'm kind of hurt by this because like, I love fantasy football. Um, but Mackenzie Kiotro sent me that. Um, if you go check out that episode and kind of rude, uh, kind of mad at it, but ish, whatever. Uh, the video is super funny. Go check that out. Um, I've, I've been watching a couple of those videos. Uh, super funny, uh, super funny girl. Um, and 
the thing is like this is what like people are like today like girls not you know just like yo oh we gotta watch a game like when i first started watching like dating julia we uh <laughs> she she she's not she's not a sports fan uh, but when we first started like dating like it was like oh you're gonna watch a game for two and a half hours and i was like yep Yep. And, uh, you know, she's, she's got used to it and she like kind of knows when games on and, you know, I get emotional and get mad and upset. Um, but that's just kind of like how the games kind of, how, how the games go. Um, and then also, um, but what's cool is Julia is kind of loving sports now because we went to a Lakers game and she was into it. She was like, yeah, let's go. She was like talking trash about other players. Uh, the best part about that whole thing was when I got to tell the other team, bye like see you later because they were like bla bla and then the lakers won and i was like all right bye bye and i was waving goodbye and you know people hated me but it's whatever it's cool so that's you know that's the thing uh also funny story about that is i got hit on at that game but you know nate Burdine don't play no games so i wasn't having that so check this out right so julia needs to go to the bathroom because we need to go home I'm tired. She's tired. It's about to start raining. Like, we just need to get home. So I'm standing outside the woman's bathroom. Uh, not weirdo. Just waiting for Julia. And so she goes into the bathroom. And then these two, like, Portland Trailblazers fans go, hey, where are you going tonight? And I said, oh, I'm going home with my girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> look look to my left, right? And she's right there. And I was like, yes. Like, it was perfect. Um, because, like, some people are like, oh, you're making it. No, it's whatever. Like, I was like, I'm going home with my girlfriend. Pointed to her. Julia gave him the stank eye. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, gave him the straight up stank eye. <laughs> it was the best. And uh, she was like, Ugh. like, I don't know how to put that in sound, but she just made the ugliest face. And I was like, all right, let's get it. Julia was like, dang, okay. Mad. But like, it was so, it was so dope. Cause like, First of all, I'm a Lakers fan. If you're a Trailblazers fan, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. And also, why would you hit on some dude that's just standing around? And what would you want to go do? You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? And first of all, this is why I know Julia loves me. I drive a 2000 Buick and it's beat up. The hood's popped up. The car's messy because I have a bunch of high school kids in it all the time. Like, the car's not, like, I'm not driving a Mustang or a nice, you know, a sedan or, an, or sedan. Sedan. <laughs> A sedan. I'm not driving a sedan. I'm not driving a nice like sedan or anything. So I don't know what what they were talking about. But they're like, no, you need to go. Like, come kick it with us. And I was like, nah, I'm good. We're we're good. I'm fine. So <laughs> they were mad though. They were big mad. Um, but that's how I know Julia's for me because she walks around the car. She's like, yep, this is his whip. Now I know I need to get a nicer car, but. <laughs> She is all for it. So that's kind of my sports talk. And also, if you are at a game, men or women, don't hit on someone you don't know. It's it's weird. It's it's weird. Okay? So just chill out. Side. Side. If you're going to, don't make it creepy. All right? Because if you try to hit on me, I'm going to go, Julia, where are you? I'm going to call her. I'm going to text her. You know? And I make sure to bring up Julia in every conversation I have with the um, 
a woman that like I haven't met before. I'm like, yeah, so me and my girlfriend, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, me and my girlfriend. Like just start bringing her up at random moments. Um, So yeah, but that's kind of like into my life and kind of what I've been doing, what I've been going through. So yeah, kind of next topic that I want to go into is um, women in leadership. Um, I've talked about this before and you know how I feel. I think women should be in leadership. Um, I think fully women should be in leadership. And I'm not going to get in a soapbox here, and but let's actually do it. I think it's time, man. I think it's straight up time. Like women are, are have voices and their voices are so incredible and amazing to hear. And uh, the conversations that I have with Julia and the conversations I have with Katie, who's my mom and my boss, and the conversations I have with so many women, um, their hearts are so pure. They're so good. They're so well. They're so well-spoken. And I'm not saying men aren't well-spoken, but what we're trying to do is kind of just how this country was made, right? We're preaching gospel. We're sharing things that are coming from predominantly white male or male voices. So as they come from predominantly white male or male voices, guess what happens? All you get is the knowledge in in the stance from a white voice or a white male or a male. That can't work. We have to start bringing other perspectives to this, to our gospel and to our message and to our sermon. Do you know that John, uh, the, the gospel of John and the gospel of Luke, or sorry, the gospel of Luke focuses on women and that women were actually a part of Jesus' discipleship and that Jesus discipled women and they were part of his ministry. They weren't just cooking for him and cleaning his feet and all this. No, like they were a part of his ministry. You know, Samaritan woman actually was one of the first people to share the gospel. So, like, we got to stop having this idea that women can't do it. Um, and there's some men that, like, they don't, we don't outright have this idea, like, women can't do it. But we kind of think that. Like, we straight up, we kind of think that, don't we? Um, and if you don't, like, okay. But, like, I think, personally, we do kind of think that sometimes. Like, I don't, I don't think she can do it. You know, and uh, I, I know that women can. I know it. I know it. So women in leadership, um, it's okay to let, I, this is my stance on it. There's voices that need to be heard. Because my voice is cool. Like my voice is great. Like it's whatever. But people don't want to hear my voice all of the time. The next guest I have on here is going to be, it's it's going to be a woman. Like I want, it's, I have DJ coming out next week and then, alone episode again. But the next episode after that, oh, it's going to have to be a woman because I, I want different voices on the show, different voices on the podcast. So watch out for that. And um, yeah, woman in leadership, it needs to happen. It's it's a must. It's necessary. I don't think, especially in this world that we're turning into, we don't really have an option. Um, we can't fight against it. We can't keep calling women directors and leaders Let's start calling them pastors and like, you know, like they can actually do it because director to me is so demeaning, um, especially to, to a role that a man is in and he's called the pastor and then the woman is in that role and then she's called the leader or the director. Like, that's not it, chief. That is not it. So please, um, please make sure that we are putting in place as a woman of leadership. And if you're not, don't be like, don't go around and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No. Just just work towards it. That's what I think we can say. If you're not doing it right now, then work towards that. Work towards that goal and work towards it. 
of uh, making sure women feel appreciated in ministry and in life um, and with Jesus. And uh, I know that they do. And I know that the voices uh, need to be heard. So let's make sure that we do that. Yep. Sweet. And what I want to talk about is this leadership principle. Lead well, young leader. Oh, yeah. You know, we back with that. What's good? Lead well, young leader. Rest. I, ooh, I, I don't like this word. Because to me, what it means is slow down. To me, what it means is stop what you're doing and find something else to do. To me, what it means is stop being a man of God and fake it. Fake the funk. That's not what it means at all. The Lord calls us to rest. I believe it is sinful if we do not rest, if we do not take days of Sabbath. See, in this culture that we have today, it's work, 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 work. And if we don't work, then we stop everything. Like if, if 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 work isn't the main thing, then the main thing becomes work again. And the main thing becomes unhealth. And the main thing becomes we start doing things that we don't want to do. I got called out the other day because I said, you know, I, I, I've, I'm speaking over my life like I need to take times of rest. And I'm saying it and I, and I haven't done it yet. And people are like, so so when are you going to actually take that rest that you're talking about? Because rest isn't just speaking about rest. Rest is sitting in the presence of God and saying, I'm going to rest. Rest isn't just doing stuff, doing stuff at a lower key, but it's actually putting the work away, putting the stuff away and finding a place where you can be alone with God. See, I'm working on this as well. So as you're saying like, Nate, what are you doing? Nothing. But what I do know is that I need to get towards that. I... I don't do a lot of work on Mondays and Tuesdays. Why? Because that's, I try to take time to rest. You're like, Nate, you're a bum. You're lazy. No, I get my work done. My work gets done. But I rest. Wednesdays, um, actually, no. So Mondays I do work. I come into the office. And then Tuesdays I kind of take a, um, I rest a little bit more. And then Wednesday is kind of my day to kind of work. Um, but I also have youth group that night. So it's kind of a mix of all three of these things. So my question is, this is my question, is do you, do you take rest? And what does a season of rest look like for you? Because I'm curious. Because some people rest in different ways. I know a guy that plays video games to rest. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's chaotic. Well, that's sometimes what he needs. He, he just can't stand time and quiet. Me, I recluse, like... And, I, and I'm a pretty outgoing guy. I just go straight to my room. I close the door. And I'll just chill. I'll play games on my phone. Like, that's what I'll do. Because that's what I do to rest. Like, honestly. Um, some people talk to God, speak in tongues to God. Like, God knows I'm taking times of rest. Um, but also in the times of rest, we also should, should know that we can't just fill it with stuff. So, like, people are like, yeah, I'm on social media. That's rest. I don't know if it is. This is just me personally. Like, I don't know if that is actually taking rest or is it just you going on social media to find out who you can stalk. Too real? But I don't know. So I just think we need to make sure that we rest. As as human, God calls it. God ordains it. God wants it to happen. It is okay. Every church I've been to, every youth group I've been to, every ministry I've been a part of, what they've always said is rest every 
single one, especially like around this holiday season time, like all of them say, rest. It's okay. In this Christmas season, rest and remember that Jesus was born for you and that he would live a life of ministry, uh, you know, three years of ministry and then die on the cross and resurrect for you. Like, remember, rest in that. Uh, in my uh, class, right, in my classes, we're learning about communion. How do we rest in communion? How do we rest knowing that Jesus substituted uh, his life for ours? He paid our penalty and did it, did the sacrifice for us. Because us as un, un, imperfect souls, we couldn't do it. So we needed Jesus to come do it. How do we how do we know that? How, how how do we become comfortable with that? How do we how do we rest in that season? How do we rest in that life? How do we rest in that joy? So I don't know what I don't I don't know what you guys are thinking. I don't I don't know. But I know for me, I know rest is an is a necessary, necessary part of my life that needs to happen more. It needs to happen more. And honestly, even around this time of Thanksgiving it probably still isn't going to happen. It probably still isn't going to happen. But <laughs> what can you do? You know, like truly what can you do? Um, oh, that's right. You can rest. You can rest because that's what we do sometimes, right? We go, well, what can I do? You know, I can't do anything about it. So like, what can I do? Go rest. Go do it. Make sure that you go rest. Because if you don't, you're going to be, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be hurt because you're, you're going to burn out. And trust me, some people do some dumb things and burn out. They fall into addiction. Uh, they fall into um, a false sense of self, some depression, anxiety. Like, that's what happens when we don't rest. We fall into these moments. And yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Youth of the Nation podcast. Like, I am overwhelmed by the um, love that you guys have given me. People shout me out on Instagram. Like, I am so appreciative of that. Yeah, this episode is a shorter one uh, because I love the interviews. Those are my those are my favorite, but I do love uh, just getting in some talk and talking about what's going on in my life. So remember, y'all, let's rest, let's rest, let's rest. Uh, next week, we have my boy DJ on, hopping on the podcast, which is going to be Great. Can't wait for that. He's a funny dude. Go follow him. DJ Dot Marin. I hope I'm saying that right. I really hope I'm saying that right. Or Marin. Um, I I I butchered it, I'm sure. But um go check him out. DJ Dot Marin or Marin. Um it's spelled DJ dot M-A-R-I-N. And also go follow me on Instagram at underscore Kybert. Hey, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Thanks again for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to check us out next week. Also, if you want to communicate with me, there's a Google form which you can send any feedback, questions, or even a shout out to me. Go ahead and check that out in the description. And also follow me on Instagram at underscore Kybird. Again, at underscore Kybird. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Keep it real. Keep it love. Peace.